I'm so glad you're with us here on the Clark Howard Show, where it's all about you and that wallet of yours. I want you to learn ideas so you can save more and spend less, and don't let anyone ever, ever, not ever, rip you off. You can follow me at facebook.com slash Clark Howard. And today, instead of a Clark Rageous moment, we're going to talk sizzling deals. I got some for you. In the world of travel, as we move closer and closer to the summer travel season, when there are things you need to know about saving money on travel, I'm going to make sure you have that info. And later, we're going to talk Mother's Day. You know, I, I treasure so much my late mom, and taking care of the moms in our lives is so very important, and I'm going to talk to you talk with you about ideas about ways to be thoughtful and make it affordable to do something wonderful for mom i want to talk about a change in the law i talked about uh, yesterday in my television work but today i want to bring it to you on radio and that is that now any new car you look at from any manufacturer, any vehicle, is finally they're all going to, by law, have backup cameras. Backup cameras have saved so many lives. And I think about the tragic things that have happened over the years, particularly with SUVs where parents have backed up over their own children because you just can't see over the sill of an SUV when you back up. The backup camera changes everything about it. And I was in a rental car. I'm rental cars most every week. I was in a rental car this past week that had no backup camera. And I've become so spoiled, so used to a backup camera. I mean, I didn't even know what to do anymore. Your, your habits become lazy trying to figure out how to back up. And of course, I was in a crowded area of Los Angeles. I had driven around to find free parking, got into the tightest space, and then somebody had come and parked um, in one of the two spaces, the one in front of me, but right up against me. And with no backup camera, I could not find my way out of the space. There was somebody waiting for me to get out. And I, I wish the guy had just gotten out of his car and come up and said, okay, you can back up a little more. Okay, go forward now. Back up a little more. Because I could not see. But the greatest issue with this is, of course, hitting a human, which is why the backup cameras are incredibly cheap technology that saves so many lives. And what's happening is that in a household where you get a vehicle that has a backup camera, you experience just what I did. It's like now you know what you're missing in another vehicle in your household that doesn't have one. Well, the good news is there are now very high-quality, very inexpensive backup cameras, aftermarket ones, that you can add to an existing vehicle. Our producer, Krista, did that, and you can buy these things now for, if you look for sales, about $20 to $50 for a backup camera, you'll get a little uh, screen that's color screen. A lot of them will have those neat arrows that tell you 
you know, when you're getting close to hitting something, you know, they go green, yellow, red, and let you know when you're about to clunk into a wall or post or whatever. And so this is really, really good stuff to get one of these things. And with extra focus and attention on the backup cameras, I've seen more ads in the last few weeks for these. So watch ads online and and whatever source you like, newspapers, whatever, and look for a backup camera that you can add as an addition to your car. And the installation for many people is easy. For others, you might have to pay an installer and that will cost you more than the camera and backup unit itself will cost. But it sure will make your life a lot safer and you're less likely to run into objects when you're backing up somewhere. David is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, David. Hello, Clark. David, you got a question for me about teaching kids responsible use of money. Is that in the ballpark? That is correct. Um, yeah, surfing through social media, I got a link for an application that claims to teach kids responsibility through uh, use of a debit card, which you add funds to based on chores performed, and it's all logged through the app. And before I go surrendering up my kids' information or my own information, I uh, wanted to verify its legitimacy and potentially see if there were other options in the market. So there are two programs like this that I'm aware of, and there may be others. There's one called the Green Light Card, and I don't know if that's the one you're calling about. The other I'm aware of is Go Henry, or either of yeah, those the ones. Go Henry. Sorry, I was I was calling about the Go Henry. Okay, so they both work very similarly. There are some differences in them. If you have um, multiple children, there's an emphasis in the green light card about having the ability to control spending for multiple children. And both of these are pretty expensive. So you're going to pay for the green light card 60 bucks a year. And for the Go Henry, I think it's just under 50 bucks a year. Ah, uh, the. Uh the advertisement is actually posing it as being free uh, for life now. I'm looking at the, I just pulled up the app, and that's news to me because it says uh, try it free for one month. After your free trial ends, it's $3.99 per child per month. Okay, maybe that was just a false flag then. Let me, well, let me go under what it costs to see if that's right. Yeah, so completely free one-month trial, and then you can choose to move on to our paid plan for just $3.99 per month. Okay, there's the hook. Well, the idea of these is there's a cost to these apps behind the scenes, and that's how they make money from them, is with the, the fees, and so... I don't know if someone will figure out a way to do this for free. It's all about giving parents control. And in the case that you were talking about where the kids are 
rewarded with money only from chores. Now, I will tell you something. I have a, a bias, David. How old a child are we talking about here? Uh, I have 17, 10, and 5. Okay, even at 5 years old, I like cash. Do you object to cash? Well, I don't. It just, this, this would actually make it easier on me. <laughs> so I'm going to make you go to the ATM once a month. Yeah, yeah, that, that's that's basically it. I never carry cash any longer because I actually have control over my credit cards and no debt there. But the advantage of cash, particularly for, uh, you said 5 and 10? Correct. Yeah, for a 5 and 10-year-old is that money is finite. They see it. They They know when it's shrinking. You don't have that same sense with a plastic card. Correct. And that was part of my thought process with actually trying this out is to teach them that there is responsibility behind the plastic and that it's not just a, you know, an infinite source. Uh, you know, if they, if they can verify on the app that they had the money and then go to it, it may become a responsible behavior later in life. And hopefully that will be true. But I would say rather than spending the money, I think even though you're looking for ease of use, there's actually more work required on your part with these apps than if you just gave your kids an allowance. So, I mean, that's, that's just my philosophy. And you would have to decide, is it worth it to you to pay 50 or 60 bucks a year for one of these things? Uh, no, and that's why I thought the free hook would be good. But if I'm paying for it, I'll give them cash because I don't want to pay interest on money I'm not using. Yeah, so cash is king. I'm telling you, you give, and you think about with your five-year-old in particular, you give your five-year-old a stack of $1 bills, and your five-year-old's responsible for being good with that money or else, that is, I think, great logical consequences teaching beyond what you can do with a piece of plastic. Vijay is with us on the Clark Howard Show. How are you doing? Hi, Clark. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you doing? Great, thank you. So you have a question for me that came up in my life. Hit me with it. Yeah, first of all, I would like to thank to you and your team for all the wonderful work, and it's an honor to be talking to you. Well, thank you. Uh, and I have to attend a business conference in Vegas uh, uh, during June month. It will be a school holiday for my eight-year-old daughter. So I'm planning to... Uh, you know, planning for a family trip kind of thing. So is it a wise decision to visit Vegas with a small daughter? So I have, I've seen this movie. I've been there, done that. And my daughter was, I'm trying to remember, she was nine. Your daughter's how old? Eight years now. Eight. And my experience was the stuff in Vegas that would be um, unacceptable for a teenager to see with his or her own eyes it goes okay. right over the head of an elementary school kid okay and you know it's actually for a child it's kind of like a wonderland with all the lights uh, at night with mm-hmm. vegas it feels carnival like and a lot of things in vegas are amazingly family friendly now a lot of vegas feels like you're just at a giant shopping mall. Yeah. And so I would I would feel fine taking an eight-year-old there. 
Okay. So my next question is, are there any must-do activities or must-visit places in and around Vegas? Sure. With an eight-year-old, I would go to Hoover Dam, uh-huh. and I would go, if you don't want to go too far afield from Vegas, there's a wonderful a national park in northwest Las Vegas called Red Rock Canyon National Recreation Area. Uh-huh. And it's about a 35-minute drive from the Strip. Okay. And it's just a beautiful, uh, like, introduction to almost like a miniaturized national park that makes so many of the parks in the West so magnificent to visit. That's wonderful. And if you wanted to extend your trip and go further afield, you're not Mm -hmm. far at all from uh, Zion National Park, Bryce Canyon National Park, and there's a lot of wonderful beauty. The Grand Canyon is pretty far, though. Yeah, I know uh, when I was doing research, these are all the places came, but I just want to check with uh, Clark, like his opinion. So that's thanks a lot, Clark. Well, I'm glad I was able to serve you, and I hope you don't call me later and say, what a terrible idea it was taking my eight-year-old to Vegas. You have messed up my eight-year-old forever. I promise your eight-year-old will be just fine. Normally at this time on the Clark Howard Show, you'd be hearing the clark Rageous moment. But today, we're talking sizzling deals. And the reason we're talking sizzling deals is there's some stuff going on that's immediate and other things you need to know about that are trends that are your friend as you look to summertime travel and beyond. First, JetBlue is having a sale that ends tonight at midnight with fares that are for May and June travel. No travel over Memorial Day holiday weekend on this sale, but the sale fares are from good to outstanding. Most places in the JetBlue sale are 49 to $89 one way, partially because of distance. The further you're going, the more you might pay, but often looking at the fares available to different places It's more about how much competition JetBlue faces in each market on this sale that covers destinations in the Caribbean, covers flying to Cuba, flying around the United States at very good prices. Now, not everywhere is in the $49 to $89 range. It varies by where you're going in the country. It's just the most cities are in that $49 to $89 range. Plus, there are way too many seats available right now from the U.S. to Europe. And as a result, and the, also the extreme competition coming from deep discounters, airlines are having trouble filling their seats. I've heard multiple reports from people who have always complained that every flight they get on is completely full that on flights to and from Europe, they've had entire empty rows to be able to sleep on because the airlines just can't fill all the seats. So when that happens, that leads to both sales and hidden discounts. There's an app I've talked about in the past, Hopper, which some people love. I'm hit or miss on Hopper, but you download it to your iPhone or Android, and Hopper now has, as of today, a secret sale feature on international travel where airlines are offering 
uh, what's known as a non-published fair that is booked through Hopper. Now, it's not like Priceline where you don't know who you're flying or what time of day or anything till after you buy it. You know up front the airline, and it will vary by route whether the secret fare is really a good deal or a yawner. It's just an additional tool for you looking for deals. As a general rule, my favorite search place for you when you're looking for fares for travel through the rest of spring and into summer is google.com slash flights. It is the best search tool that exists today for air travel in the United States and from the United States, except Southwest isn't on it. Thanks so much for taking time out of your day to join us here on the Clark Howard Show, where it's all about that wallet of yours. I want you to learn ideas from me that will help you keep more of what you make, and you can follow me at facebook.com slash clarkhoward. So Mother's Day is almost upon us, and a lot of times people scramble doing something for mom at the very last second, just like so many people do at Valentine's Day. But don't do that. Don't do that. Now, I had to, at Valentine's Day, we had to give Joel an education. Uh, Joel, let's dial back to February. And what did you say thoughtlessly and carelessly that is recorded in posterity on the air about Valentine's Day. Well, I said that my wife and I don't really celebrate Valentine's Day. And did that turn out to be as it should have been? I think you and Kim both convinced me that uh, I should put more thought into Valentine's Day and make my wife feel special on that day. And? And I did, and I did, but and? I, but I need to do a better job overall. I really do, and and yeah, so, but she really appreciated it too. She did, she did. But like for Mother's Day, you're right. I really need to put a lot of thought into this, and I think for a lot of women, like especially where my wife is at right now, with a four and a half year old and a two and a half year old, it that's a lot of work. I think probably I just need to give her a full day off and take them and do my own thing, and I think that's probably the best gift I can give her. Well, you're going to take them to, you like all these exotic beers, you're going to take them to various bars to try probably, beers? Probably beer beer tasting and disc golf. What do you think with my kids that day? I think that sounds perfect. Yeah, that sounds yeah. like a lot of fun. Yeah, just take a root beer for the kids and you drink. Exactly. But then get home in, in, uh, in an Uber or a Lyft, right? Most definitely. Yeah, you don't want any trouble with that. But as far as what people do, you know, the default for both holidays is flowers and if you're going to do flowers then just as with valentine's day flowers bought and what are now the majority of flowers sold but what would be considered to be non-traditional a way you get the best overall cost on flowers a florist would say not the best deal because they're not the quality flowers we would sell you but if you go to the supermarkets, you go to the warehouse clubs, you're going to find, uh, oh, and also the um, the places that sell plants and shrubs, the nursery places, you're going to find the best deals as far as cost for flowers at those places. And one thing I did for my wife last year that was 
a bust. It turned out, I don't know if I picked the wrong one or what, but I did one of those subscriptions to one of those uh, surprise gift boxes where you get different cosmetics and lotions and things like that, whatever, you know, lipstick kind of things. I don't know. Anyway, you can tell I was not able to zero in on the right subscription, but anyway, we ended up uh, canceling that after it was like, well, thank you, but nah, not really. But that's something that will be very popular again this Mother's Day, and it's something you might consider. But really, the more you can personalize something that, like Joel said, that the best gift that his wife could have is a free day just for, to take care of herself and do whatever she wants to for herself and Joel take the four-year-old and the two-year-old, whatever works. And that doesn't have to cost a lot unless he gets arrested for contributing to the delinquency of a minor by taking his kids to beer joints. But, um, you know, doing things that fit the person that you have thought through doesn't have to be about spending money. It's just doing something that truly shows your appreciation for the either your own mom or for your spouse who is uh, principally responsible for raising the kids. And Kim, you have a thought on this. I do. Um, I just wanted to share what I do for my mom because she does love a good brunch, but we don't like waiting in lines and I don't really want to overpay for brunch on Mother's Day. So on Mother's Day, I drive over to her house and I make us brunch there and she loves it. Wow, you make the food. Yeah, I mean, eggs are pretty easy. Well, to me. <laughs> all right. So the infamous story in our house of me trying to make breakfast for my wife was, I mean, all I was doing was making pancakes and they were completely, totally inedible. I got to say, that sounds like a comedy film in the making. Like Steve oh, Martin was, could play you in the kitchen making pancakes or something. It was so awful it's one of her favorite memories as a result that i couldn't even make a pancake so last mother's day i went to mcdonald's and got a hot cakes only three hot cakes for 2.99 i think it was and then brought them home and put them on a nice plate and carried it in on a tray with a flower on it and presented her the pancakes Kim, you look like you're going to say something right No, now. I, I love that thought. I love everything about it, except for the fact that it was McDonald's hotcakes. You could have gotten them from, from anywhere. Those, they can't be that good. McDonald's hotcakes. I don't know. My kids like them. <laughs> okay, maybe case in point. <laughs> okay. All right. So go to some overpriced place to get the pancakes when you can't cook. But, you know, the alternative thing is if you want to take your mom out for lunch or dinner, do it not on Mother's Day. Do it in advance of Mother's Day. You're not going to have the restaurants as crowded, and you're not going to have the surcharged Mother's Day menus that they use. You're going to get a better service, and it's going to be a more personal experience. 
Madison is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, Madison. Hi. How you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? Good. You have a question for me that is always a puzzler, and it involves one of those high annual fee credit cards, does it not? Yes, it does. <laughs> What's the story? Um, I just was wanting to get a new rewards credit card, um, and then I just like literally the whole process. I had an email from the company saying like maybe pre-approval, and within like five minutes later, I was I had applied and was approved for the card. And then later I'm reading that it's like a $195 annual fee. And I was like, oh, I don't even know if I want to activate this anymore. So I'm just sitting on it. I have a card that came in the mail and I'm just sitting on it and I don't know what to do. If I should cancel $195? Yeah. What does it do for you? <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> I mean, I was like kind of just like, it happened so fast, and they say, you know, they have all these great rewards, and I was just going to hopefully use that to get some rewards, but it's not doesn't seem worth it when it's $195. Well, hit me with, in this case, I'm going um, to do something that I don't normally do, and I want to know what card it is so I can tell you if there's any possible way it would be worth $195. Um, I believe it's the... Amex Premier Rewards card, gold card. I'm actually familiar with that card. So did you get a 50,000 points offer or 75,000 points, something like that? I believe it was a 50,000 offer. Right. So I know this is going to sound weird, and it's Mm -hmm. all about you and uh, if you will remember to do this. You could turn 50,000 points into a decent amount of travel that would way outrun the $195 fee. But you got to okay. be flexible about when you would travel and that kind of stuff. And if you could make that work for you, it would be worth the $195 that you would then cancel the card before renewal in a year. But... Otherwise, I would say thanks, but no thanks, and not activate the card, not pay the two hundred bucks. All right. I mean, I do like I like to travel. I went to Japan just last less than a year ago, so that would be a pro in my point. But so what you could do is go on the American Express website, look at membership miles, Mm -hmm. and see what you could do with fifty thousand points, and. See if you, it would be worth it for you to pay that $200. Okay. You've already so, had a hit against your credit for a hard inquiry yeah. for applying for the card. That's not a huge hit and would really only matter if you're on the verge of trying to buy a home mm-hmm. or refinance one. And so the hit's already happened. So if, if you can see that the points would be worth the 200 bucks, then... I think I know it's counterintuitive, but it could be worth it paying the two hundred. That makes sense. So, I have looked at it and I was like, mm, maybe not worth it to me. I don't think I want to do this. Do I activate the card and then you know cancel? Well, you a year you call or? them. See, that's why they send you the terms and conditions with the card, uh-huh. and you say, well, I've reviewed it and I don't want this card. 
if you decide right. that you don't want the Amex. And that wouldn't hurt my credit any more than... Well, okay, uh, so you already have how many credit cards? Um, three. Three? You, yeah. you probably have sufficient credit. Are you charging up any big amount against any of those cards? No. Yeah, so I think you're okay if you decided not to go forward with this card. Okay. And you don't know. I mean, when you call and say, you know, I'm, I'm having second thoughts, I don't think I want to go forward with this, they might make you such an offer to get you to go ahead and keep the card that just playing hard to get may work out. Hmm. <laughs> so Maybe that's worth a try. <laughs> give it a try, and, and uh, who knows? Next you'll send me a postcard that you redeemed the points from somewhere exotic in the world, and here I am because I got the 50,000 points. JP is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, JP. Hello, Clark. How are you today? Great, thank you. And JP, you are starting an odyssey through grad school. What are you going to study? I'm uh, studying um, health administration at Central Michigan. You're going to be a Chippewa. I'm very excited about being a Chippewa. You know, I'm a Chippewa. I did, I did know that, so I think we get a plug for the chips in today as well. Yeah, I was class of 77. You were minus how many years in 1977? I was negative uh, five at that point. <laughs> yeah, so it was long, long ago and far, far away in my life. So how can I be of help to a fellow Chippewa? So I am um, trying to figure out the best way to um, really fund this endeavor um, we're, pr- we're pretty aggressive right now with our, uh, with my retirement plan. My wife and I both, uh, we're debating whether to kind of dial that back a little bit to avoid, uh, paying the student loans and we would just pay the, the tuition out of pocket or continue to, to pump as much in- as we can into our retirement and take out a, a, a federal loan. The federal uh, loan would be, is it 6.8%? Sixteen percent of what I was offered, correct. Yeah, so if it's 6.8, then I think you dial back your retirement savings and self-fund the master's degree. Okay. Because it, it, it's going to be hard for you with your investment portfolio to overcome a roughly 7% return that you're, that you're imputing, you're getting, by paying cash for your master's instead of borrowing for your master's. So uh, it sounds like you're pretty serious about saving for the future. So it's not like uh, you wouldn't be doing any saving. You'd just be doing less so you could pay cash for the degree. Is that right? Correct. We, right now we both, um, we both save 10% um, into a Roth, and then we, we get the match. On, and uh, my company does a cash balance match as well. So... Um, I would make sure that I at least get the get the match to, to not lose the free money, but would take it down so we could cash flow it. Um, Your idea they, is perfect. That is exactly what you should do. And is it a two-year program? Uh, two and a half. Um, so I'll, I'll get reimbursed um, tuition assistance as well for, for three, three years. And That's great. So definitely you want to do this pay-as-you-go instead of with borrowed funds. Good job. Lindsay is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hi, Lindsay. 
Hi, Clark. How are you? Great. Thank you, Lindsay. Good. Awesome. Long-time listener, first time being able to talk to you. Um, I recently have, in the last three months, just been getting an outrageous number of telemarketing calls. Isn't it infuriating? Oh, so much. And I just really thought that was a thing of the past. I haven't, I've had this number for about five years and have never gotten any telemarketing calls. And they just all seem to be um, either robocalls or buy our insurance or do you want to donate to a sheriff's office? And sometimes they're numbers that look just like my phone number. Right. So that's called um, caller ID spoofing. And the technology has outraced the ability of law enforcement to do something about people making illegal phone calls. Uh-huh. And it is a plague on our lives right now because the with the technology that exists through the Internet, criminals mm-hmm. are able to place hundreds of millions, even in the billions of junk phone calls at almost zero cost. I believe it. So yeah. that's why the number of calls have increased so much. And do you have the app Haya on your phone? I do, I do not. Download Haya. Mm-hmm. It comes right. automatically for people that are T-Mobile. But otherwise, okay. download Haya, which is free, and it will screen out not uh, not all those junk calls, mm-hmm. but will make mm-hmm. a difference in the number of junk calls you are getting. Because okay. when it identifies that a call is a known scam caller, it will just not even have it ring on your phone. And oh, wow. others, wow. it will tell you scam likely or mm. telemarketer or whatever. And mm-hmm. so it cuts a lot of the clutter out of your life from gotcha. all the junk calls. Well, that would be helpful. How do you spell the app? Hiya, H, uh, H-I-Y-A. Well, that's what I thought. Okay. Okay, perfect. Well, thank you so much. I totally I enjoy your show. Thank you so much. Thank you. And I hope that I didn't give you false hope on getting rid of the junk phone callers because it has worked quite nicely for me. Some still do slip through, but a lot of them are no longer hassling me anymore. You're listening to The Clark Howard Show. I appreciate you spending part of your day with us here on The Clark Howard Show. I want you to know that if you need consumer advice, we're here to serve you off-air for free, nine hours a day, If you go to Clark.com and go down the home screen, you'll see a section, Consumer Help and Tools. Click on Consumer Action Center, and you can get that free off-the-air advice.